Welcome back, my faithfully led tribe. I am your host, Sean Romero, and we're back with another outstanding episode. And today we've got a wonderful, wonderful person that we're going to be interviewing. She's on the, on the podcast today, and I absolutely love her. Um, she's a dear friend of mine, absolute true dear friend of mine. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and she's an Army veteran. So yes, so we're going to be yes yes so but before we go into there before we get into this what i want you guys to do is go ahead and hit like and subscribe and so you can share the program because you know what it really does help the ministry because you just never know who really needs to hear this message today and by doing that it it puts it out there so everybody else can hear it so with that i want to welcome miss nicole henderson who not only she's an author and like i said she's a u.s army veteran but she's a nurse a single mom of three and let me tell you something she is absolutely unstoppable unstoppable welcome <laughs> Nicole, to the show i really appreciate having you on thank you thank you i appreciate you for having me on and i just want to say i'm honored because every time we had conversations when we first met in new york i'm like oh yeah this guy right here <laughs> and anyone who loves God, especially when a man loves God. That is just the most just powerful thing to me ever. You Amen. know? Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. so you know, I want to know what's been going on in your life. You have got so much going on since we since the last time we met a little over a year ago in New York. You I mean you were unstoppable then. And I mean you were just like <laughs> on fire. You're like ready to roll. You know, and we really connected obviously on the military front there. But, um, you know, you got, you got your own book, you know, you got your online course that you're going through. And I mean, you're doing it all by, I mean, obviously, you know, you've been blessed with God, but right. this is you, man. This is all you. So please, why don't you go ahead and tell, you know, tell the faithful led tribe members, you know, all about yourself and, you know, how you got to this point. All right. Well, I'm originally from New York City. Ooh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm from that's right. And I'm from Manhattan, but in Manhattan, everybody doesn't know that there's a good part to Manhattan and then there's a, a bad part to Manhattan. Ooh, good and, um, <laughs> and growing up in the projects of New York City was very rough. And one thing society would tell you, oh, you're a project girl. So you're not gonna do anything but live in the projects for the rest of your life and you're gonna live generation and generation. And there's nothing wrong with living in the projects, but society will tell you that that's it. There's nothing more to life than you than just where you live. And I had to show society that I am not my environment, right? I'm who God says I am. Right. And um, my mom had moved us at one point because a lot of things were happening. And she moved us to Florida. She got married and we moved there. And at that, and, and it was like my last year of high school. Like you do not pull a kid right. born and raised <laughs> in your last year of high school. So that disrupted the flow. She moved us to Florida. I hated Florida. I love it now, but, and I'm not there now, but I love it. But an army recruiter came up to me and um, I already had signed up for college. And I was like, no, I already signed up for college don't even talk to me but then he started talking to a friend of mine and she was he was asking her what did she want to do and she's like well i want to be a nurse but i don't want to leave my mama and i was like what what like you know i didn't know that fear right because new york was so bad back in the 80s growing up that when i was five years old 
the shootouts in my neighborhood was a norm for me. I can remember just out there sitting on the bench, just roller skating and then taking a break. And I'm with my best friend and she's on her bike and we're with her mom. And a whole bunch of men come walking through the park and we can see them from the distance. And they got these long towels over these objects. Mm-hmm. And it took us just a minute to realize what was going on. They were trying to get to some guys that were in the building behind us. So it's summertime, New York City. It's like over a hundred people out there, kids, adults, you know, just trying to enjoy the summer day. And when I tell you people start scattering and then the bullets start flying and you hear the guns just going boom, boom, and the Uzi's going and shotguns. And it's like, we're running for our lives. And I'm like, at five years old, this shouldn't be the norm, but yet it is. So with that, um, my mom was like, you got, we got to do something different. But, you know, at that time she had four kids and I'm the youngest of four. So it's not easy just to, you know, get up and, and, and leave. And my father at the time was working three jobs. So it's not like we had it to where we can make another move. It was more survival. Right. So my mom sent me into a program called Fresh Air Fund. And that's where the inner city youth get to go into the suburbs and stay with a family out there. And that's what I did at five years old, five years old. When I look back at it, I'm like, I have a daughter now. I would never send her to stay with some strangers at five years old, but that's just how bad it was in the eighties. Crack was running rampant and um, it was just not a good environment at all. And so when my mom put me into another environment and I had a sister the same age as me and a mom and a dad and a grandma and a grandpa, and I just had, and they were, and they were all white. And it was just like the reverse of like what I had at home, but just in a better, a better environment. So I learned twofold about environment then. I learned being in a better environment, how it can help you, but not to let people say, because you come from this environment, you will never be anything. Right. So um, with that, fast forward, she took took me out of New York and um, the army recruiter was talking to another young lady. I ended up signing up and ended up going into the army as a LPN. And um, I wouldn't change the experience. I was 17 years old. I would not change it for the world. Um, And the reason why is because it made me so focused once I got out and went to school for my bachelor's. I was like focused and I was ready and I was more mature than any of the ones my age. And I'm like, why is that? And that's just because of the experiences that the military gave me. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we hear that quite often, especially with, with veterans. And, and, you know, they understand that, you know, that's why a lot of employers like to hire veterans because of our focus and because, you know, the things that we go through and, and the, the different types of uh, situations that we get put in where, you know, we're actually forced to either adapt to adapt to every situation that it comes to and be able to grow with that. And, and, and that's really what life's all about. You know, when you're going through hardships and you're going through adversity, you're going through turmoil where you feel like it's, there's nothing else you can do. You just have to embrace it, adapt, and then you move forward. Exactly. You know, so, so when you got out of the, when you got out of the military, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're 
and I know this, you know, you, you, you're, you just take off that uniform and you're like, all right, now what? You know, you're like, what, what's next? So what was the next step after that? I mean, where, where did, what did God put in your heart to go? And, and I mean, cause you said you went in there as a, as a, as an LPN. So, you know, you went on to college and stuff like that. So, so what was, what was the next steps right after the military? So after the military, I went in, I did my bachelor's and I got my registered nurse. And then, and now I was in Virginia, I went to Hampton University, right? And so it's not far from New York, but at the same time, I get more living in Virginia versus New York because New right. York is so expensive sure. and you're going to live in some tiny, tiny apartment and pay a whole bunch of rent. Sure. And then you have to move your car from one side of the block to the other, or, you know, are you going to be on a train station or just, and, it, and out in Virginia, it was just so much simpler. It right, was right. easier. I had a car, I parked right in front where I live, you know, and I had a son because I had my son in my junior year of college and I didn't stop. So I seen my sister stop in her junior year of college when she had her son. And, I, and it took her so long to go back and achieve. And she did, but it just took her so long. And I was like, I'm not going to stop. I literally had him on Easter Sunday wow. of 2001. And I was out one week, even though I was out, all my nursing student friends was coming to my house talking about, help me study for finals, help me study for finals. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be resting. <laughs> but me, I'm a nurturer, I'm a giver, I'm a teacher. So definitely I was helping them study, studying, you know, myself while, while, while my son was right there on my lap, breastfeeding everything. And then um, went to school on Monday, took him to class with me. That's why I love my school. Because when I tell people this story, they're like, oh, no other college would have did that. You would have just failed. Or right. you would have just had to recycle and do it all over again. Right. And they allowed me to bring him and I breastfed him. And because he was eating every two hours, there was no way I could leave, come back, leave, come back and take my finals. And um, after I breastfed him, gave him to the teacher, finished my exam, she's burping him, put him back in his car seat to sleep. And then we had another final right after that. And I'm just so thankful because I was able to keep going. Right. So I don't let, oh, I'm pregnant. So now I can't do this. Oh, I'm pregnant. Now I can't do that. I, that, is, that was not an option. Right. Quitting and not having something for this child was not an option. Wow. So, yeah. And as a parent and as, you know, as a single parent, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's heavy, you know, that you, you got to try and find and, you know, and, and juggle life. And, and especially when they're that young, it's, it's difficult. You know, now, did you have like family around? Did you, you know, have any kind of support? What was your support system like? So at that time, all of my nursing friends were my support system. Wow. Like they were, wonderful since we had class different times different clinical schedules he would be with this one at this time then I would go get him and then we would switch out and I had a plethora of women in the village they were all CPR certified we <laughs> um at the time that I had him we were in the pediatrics and maternity rotation so everybody was well known on what to do with right, the baby. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it was just like God just let it all fall into plan. And even now that I'm a single mom of three, the same thing has happened to me every time God has given me a village of nursing colleagues, nursing friends that 
will help me with my kids on a regular and my dad i uh, cannot like say enough about my dad yes he's just, he's yes here, he's here now and he's just so gentle so i can pick up the phone call and i'm like daddy i need this i need help i need you to go pick up this kid i need you to take this kid there i need you to do this and he does it and he loves it he lo he moved here to be around his brand oh that's awesome and i'm thankful so you know how did god work in your life like you know from from moving from new york and i know how it is i grew up in new york too you know right in the city so you know going from that you know in that environment, just in New York in general, you know, you, you sometimes can't even see outside the city. You don't even know that there's another world outside the city, you know, besides however many miles you travel into Jersey or whatever, you know, right. and then you go from there and then you go to Florida, you, you, you find the opportunity to, to serve your country and then you go into where, how did God direct you in that path? Cause I'm sure there was so many times that you had doubt, you had fear, you were probably upset, you know, and, and just confused. How did God come in and fill you with that faith to help you, you know, qualm all those fears and really get you focused and keep you guiding? God just kept making a way and just showing me a path. Like I was going to be a child psychologist. I wasn't going into the army, but just sitting there and listening to that, I was like, wait a minute, go into the military, get paid on the 1st and the 15th, have no student loan debt, wait a minute, maybe this army thing isn't so bad, you know, and I get right. to do a good thing. And when people say, how did you join the army? And I'm like, Jesus, because it was not my plan. Right. You know, he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, right? Yeah. It was not my plan. I wanted to, I had a tragic thing happen to me when I was a kid in New York City where a guy had followed me into my building. And he pulled me at knife point and he assaulted me. So with that, God protected me. He got me through the situation. I told about the situation. We caught the guy. We went to court, you know, and that was all God. Like, I'm going to get you through this. Right. And just like when I was at that bus stop that day and the young lady was saying, you know, you know, well, I want to be a nurse. I knew I was a nurturer. I knew I wanted to give, you know, but I thought by going to school to be a child psychologist, I would be able to help little girls that this happened to. Sure, sure. And God just rerouted me just a different way. And um, I'm actually now a labor and delivery nurse. And there's a lot of nurturing. And it's a lot of working with right. kids. And, um, and now I work with single moms. And it just comes full circle because now I'm an expert in how to push through things no matter what happens to you in life. And that's nobody but God helping right. me through the experiences in my life. He was always there for me and he always let me learn from it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know to be scared of certain things. I know people have fears, but I don't know to be scared of certain things because it's like he just pushes me and says, this is the way right here. Follow it. Don't go left. Don't go right. Go straight. And when I listen and I'm obedient, it works out. And my journey takes 11 days and not 40 years. Amen. But I have ran ahead of God. My three kids have three different fathers. It was three different times in my life. And on those three different times, I ran ahead of God. 
He didn't tell me this is the relationship for you. I just figured, oh, I'm this age. I should be with someone. We should have a kid, right? That's what I knew. And in New York, not everybody's married. So not being married to your child's father was normal for me and mm-hmm. my growing up. So with that, God is like, hey, listen to me. And I'm just still just, hey, listen to me. So I would listen to him when it came to guiding and helping others. But when it came for me to help myself and then to listening to the relationship side of the things he wanted from me, I was left and right. I was not taking that straight path. Oh, good for you. And then that's, you know, that's really what it's really about, obedience. And when you're obedient and, and you're just, say, you know, that leap of faith, you're like, all right, you know, I don't have to know the entire path, how it's going to be laid out. I already know what the, the path that I want to be on. God already knows that path. I know the goal because he put it in my heart. So I know that's where I'm going to be. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. All I need right. to know is that I just got to take those first step, step after step, step after step in obedience mm-hmm. so that way everything can be blessed so now you know here you are proud mama three all right you got your oh tell us about the website because i know you are absolutely unstoppable and that is the name <laughs> of the website unstoppable nicole and, and guys we're gonna have this in the show notes and all this other stuff and everything there but so so tell us what what did god put in your heart to you know tell us about the book you know, okay. I want to know about the book, you know, you know, it, it, it's called Take It Back. So, you know, tell us how, you know, God worked in you to really get that out there because, you know, it's not easy to be an author, you know, especially when you're right. doing self-publishing stuff. But what's, what's the whole purpose of, of the book? Well, so for so long, people have been saying, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to write a book. I'm a person. I like to touch people. I like to be there. I like to speak. And, and, and be able to be in contact with the person right then and there. And for so long, people have been saying it. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's somebody else. Right. And then um, when we were in New York, right. the advice um, <laughs> I received was you being selfish if you don't write a book. And I'm like, what? Because your book can save someone's life or save people's lives. Mm-hmm. And your book can get further than you can. And I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you now, you know, because right, right. this is, this is the last confirmation that I need to write this book. So I started um, writing a book and uh, it's about my life and the things that I've shared with you guys today. And then it basically shows you how obstacle after obstacle and trial after trial and door closed after door closed and door openings, you know, came into my life. And the book is just letting people know you have to persevere through the trial. So I'm definitely a perseverance expert and I can show single moms how to persevere through these obstacles because they're going to come. We're not exempt. It's not, you're not going to live a life of just no problems ever you're gonna have them but it's a way to deal with them and you got to learn the lesson from them so i wrote the book it became number one 
best-selling outstanding. That blew my mind because I'm like <laughs> a little project girl got another one bestseller. Yes. You know? And uh, recently, over the weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, and Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving. One of my favorites, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter. <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful for those. And um, it became international bestseller. Wow. Outstanding. And, it, and I thought like, oh, it can't get no better than this. This is great. But what was even greater, when I looked up in Canada, I was number three on the bestsellers list. And number two was Shonda Rhimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm like Facebooking it. I'm like Instagramming it. I'm, <laughs> it. I'm like, no, y'all. You cannot tell me I'm not blessed and highly favored. I am the little project girl from New York City that society told me that I would never succeed. And right now, my book is number three, and Shonda Rhimes, the multimillionaire, the wonderful writer of all the great shows on Thursday, is number two. Her book right. is number two. Wow. God has got some things for me to do, and I need to be obedient. Yes. God bless. That is so amazing. I'm so excited. Yes. Take it back, guys. You got to get it. I already have, I have my copy. I have my copy on Kindle. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. You guys, seriously, you, you're going to love it. You know, and so, you know, and, and that really just leads to your spirit because you are that type of person who just, you have to, you pour into so many people, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that comes from your background, you know, in nursing, you know, and, and just being able to, you know, overcome all the adversities that you've been through. And obviously, again, being a single parent, you know, you have to be able to pour into your children to be able to, you know, do stay on the right course, even when they make the mistakes, you know, you say, you have to have that faith to stay on the right course. So, you know, now you're an international bestseller. Incredible. So, you know, how can people go get your book? Can they go to your website and get your book? And they, I know I can go on Amazon and get it also. Yes, so they can go to my website, www.unstoppablenicole.com, or they can go get my book on Amazon. And um, the book, the whole title is called Take It Back, Your Strength, Your Mindset, Your Finances. And that's what I help single moms do. I help them find more time with their kids. I help them with the day-to-day -day problems that they face in relationships or in their finances and with their mindset. Single moms struggle so much and sometimes we struggle on a quiet level. You never know what we're going through. We don't always reach out. We usually don't want our children around so many people because so many things in life are going on. And so we struggle sometimes silently. Right. And God doesn't want us to struggle. And he definitely does not want us to just sit there and be in turmoil. And he wants us to trust him first. Absolutely. But then there's other avenues. There's other ventures and, and people out there that have been through it. And I have 17 years experience of being a single mom. And when I tell you I'm an expert at it, I'm an expert of maneuvering through with your children. I still kept my, my children in sports. I have two older sons, 18 and 13, and then I have a three-year-old daughter. 
And when I tell you the boys were five years apart and having them in football and basketball and soccer, you know, it was um, just to where I didn't want them to miss out because there was only one parent to do the work. And God put people in my path that is like, yeah, come on, I'll take your kid to soccer. And, and literally they would be at the soccer game or the basketball game and I would be at work because as a nurse, you work 12 hour shifts and being the breadwinner for the whole time. It's like, I want rest too. I want to meet a man of God who's going to come into my life and say, you know what? I got this. Sit down. I got this because I'm used to having it since 17 years old, even before that. But I'm used to always being the provider. I'm always used to being the one who fixes things. You know, I'm tired of being a fixer of other people's problems that don't want to help themselves. And that's one thing God had to give me a discerning heart on, on when to help and when to let that person learn to trust God for the next thing that they needed. See, I stayed in it too long. So I enabled a lot. And I take responsibility for that because in those relationships with my children's father, when I should have been had let go, learning the things that I had learned, yes, they cheated. The first two cheated and kept on repeated cheating. And then the third one, he just lost himself when adversity hit him and he couldn't cope with it and I didn't understand that because I'm like no you got kids there's no way you can just throw in the towel and give up like how like they won't eat they won't have a roof over their head and I'm not saying you got to have all of the answers but you gotta get up and trust God and put that foot forward and that next foot forward and um when he couldn't do that, here I have my daughter. And I said, if I stay in this, she's going to think this is normal. If I stay in this, she's going to accept being the fixer. And which I, I don't want her to grow up and be in a relationship and being the fixer. I want two people to have a foundation in God and God fixes everything. Amen. So being that's what I know I want and I needed, I didn't know that until I had her. And once I had her, it changed me. You know, I call her her blessing. That's her her nickname. But I call her blessing. And I know all God's children are blessings. But when I had the boys, it was different. They're rough. They're tough. I'm like, come on. Like, you know, (laughs) they can just, you know. But her, it was like, mommy whatever you do i'm gonna do and i was like oh that's it that's it now my level has been raised now i'm more aware of what i'll accept and what i won't accept and when she grows up she's not gonna have not even five percent of the mess that i had to go through to learn my lesson yeah well good for you good for you now what would you say to to that one person that you know, because you, you, you said this earlier, and, and I picked up on it. You said, 
you know, when you feel like you're alone, you know, the, the person that, especially the young woman who's alone, the single mom who feels like they're alone, that they think that they could do it alone. And again, you know, going back to military training, you and I both know you are never alone. And nope. even as followers got of my faith, battle, buddy. Yeah, you go, you know, got my wing, man. But, you know, most importantly, you know, we're never alone with God, but sometimes we feel like we're alone. So what do you say to that person? What do you say to that woman who's like ready to give up and who's just struggling and just like they have, they don't see a way out, you know, and they feel that they're, they're alone. What do you say to that? I tell them be still because sometimes we always think we have to be in action to hear and to feel like we're accomplishing something. So you have to be still. The, the verse says, be still and know that I am God. And in this world, we don't like being still. We do not like being patient. But what it is, he's trying to work something in us that is for us, but we always on the go. Right. So we can't hear his voice. So being that we can't hear his voice, that's why we think, oh, we're alone. God doesn't hear me. God doesn't see what I'm going through. Right. I'm struggling. God, do you see me? Mm -hmm. Do you hear? Do you care? You know, and you know he does, but you just like, but I'm not getting my answer right, right now. And we're not getting it because we're not being still. Right. And this lesson took me a long time to realize. So it's not like I just woke up and had it all together by no means did I, you know, but I noticed I just did a, a missions trip in Belize oh, wow. and God is so phenomenal. It was my first missions trip and it was in the beginning of November. And when I was there, they said, okay, what are your expectations? I said, my expectation is that while I'm here, God sends every single mom to me so that I could connect with them. So I could pray for them. So I can see if there's something that I can do that God can work through me for them, right? And not even 30 minutes later, the pastor of the church, of one of the churches we were helping, she came in and she was like, well, let me tell you a little bit about the church. She was like, most of the population are single moms that come to the church and the community is mostly single moms and everybody like in the room like turned and looked at me and I'm like, wow. And being out there in Belize, you know, we didn't have any TV, we didn't have radio, you know, we weren't, we didn't have, you know, social media to be on. And we would go back at night and just reflect on what we did throughout the day, handing out food to people that literally live like in one area, their houses were built on swamps. Right, right. Like right. we were walking through and it was so much garbage and trash. And we walking on these little planks with all this swamp water underneath just trying to come and give food to the people and to and to pray for them and prayer is powerful and even though I'm handing these women two bags of food once I lay my hands on them and I prayed and I just let God speak to whatever they were going through tears tears they were tears wow. of just just heaviness on their heart but by the end of the prayer, they were so thankful. This one woman, she just kept holding on to me, kept holding on to me and kept telling me, thank you. And she didn't even speak English. But you know, when the Holy Spirit intervenes, you understand 
when someone else is praying for you. And that was so powerful to me. And I hadn't experienced that before. Like this lady speaks another language and I am praying to her in English and her, and she speaks full Spanish. And here I am, she is understanding the Holy Spirit is intervening right here. And I just had that whole time, every time, with the group of people that we were with, we were always praying. We were always singing and worshiping and praising God. And that was like mind blowing. Like, God, I am the closest to you right now that I have ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. So if I tell people to go do a missions trip, cause you see how less they have, but how more they love God, how more they are thankful and worship God. And I'm like, and over here in the States, we have so much, even when we have little, we have so much, but we take a lot of things for granted. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm just like, thank you, Lord, that I had that time. But that helped me to know, be still and know that I am God. So now that I'm back in the States, I try to take that time. I don't get it like I did there. Because here I'm still a full-time registered nurse. The book is doing well. I'm doing speaking engagements. I have an online course that I'm helping single moms um, through. And if you go to the website, single moms can definitely join my VIP list. And I'll get back with them and let them know when the next round of um, the program is being presented. And um, God has told me that, I have to go part-time at my job, right? But this is the faith that I have in him. And this is, I'm going to be obedient and I'm doing it. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm a single mom of three, right? Like, you know, <laughs> we only, I mean, we got this because of you, but you know, cutting my yeah. salary in half. And so I don't know the plan. He right. has not revealed the whole plan of the how and why of how next month is going to go. Right. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, but you know, I trust you. Like, well, you can't just tell me just a little bit, like just a little bit. Yeah. I, I believe you when I'm doing it, but you just can't be like, okay, you're going to get this income from right here. Sure. And then you're going to yep. be good. And I'm like, he's like, nope, you just go and trust me. Absolutely. You do what I say to do. And I'm just like, okay. And I, and I talked to him just like this. I'm like, okay, Lord, you, you know, <laughs> I'm going part-time, right? Because you told me to. And you know, I got these three kids. Like, he don't know, right? Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> but, but that's just the reality of things because he's, he has purpose in all of us. He's given all of us at least one gift, at least one talent. And that's why we're here. Right. We're here to be Nicole. You're here to be Sean. I can't be you. You can't be me. That's right. You can't work my gift. Like I can work my gift. I can't work your talent. Amen. Like you can. And that's why he has us here. He doesn't have us here to accumulate a whole bunch of cars and to to have a whole bunch of money in our bank accounts because we can't take it with us when we go. You know, he wants us to be here to love one another. He Amen. wants us to be here for each other in a way that we only uniquely can and you have to trust them and sometimes we're going like how they did 
taking 40 years for an 11 day journey. Sure. That's what a lot of us are doing. And so what I'm teaching my single moms, let's stop taking 40 years. He's trying to make it 11 days. Amen. That's a, that's a, such a powerful, amazing message. And, and you know, I don't think, I can't think of anyone else better to give this message and to be out there to be helping single moms and, and just helping people in general. And I mean, it's just, that's amazing. And God bless you, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here. And you know, tell us where you're going to be next. So we can come check you out. You're going to come supporting, you know, the unstoppable Nicole. We got to come support you. So please tell us when's your next engagement. Oh, I have so much going on. So I will keep you updated on the VIP mailing list because what I'm trying to do is more do the online course, but I'm telling you, God just keeps working up just through. So I do have events coming up, but I'm going to definitely, definitely keep you posted through the VIP mailing list. So please go to www.unstoppablenicole.com, sign up for the VIP mailing list to in a no. And if you know any single mom, please give them the website and the information. And also on the website is a fund called the Single Moms Perseverance Fund. And that's an emergency fund being set up for single moms that when it gets to a certain amount and then the young ladies do go through the online program, they'll be able to have certain financial help for maybe childcare or utilities or um rent just depending on you know what's available right. at the time but they do have to complete the the five-week course um breakup to build up outstanding outstanding so you know what guys i just remember all this stuff's going to be in the show notes so you can go ahead and contact nicole you can go ahead and find her on facebook go ahead and find her instagram nicole henderson on facebook unstoppable nicole on ig and yes. nicole henderson on linkedin yes there you go it's all going to be there Go ahead, connect with her. She's going to be, you know, dropping so much value into your lives, especially if you know anyone that is in this kind of situation. And we all know someone or even know someone who knows someone. And, right. you know, at any time, this can happen to you or it can happen to someone, uh, your, one of your loved ones or your friends. So just think about that and make sure that you just want to be that blessing. So, Nicole, again, thank you so much. It's thank always you. awesome time to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sean. All right. God bless you guys. And remember, God bless you. Yes, absolutely. Remember, everyone, be a blessing. Be blessed, but most importantly, be a blessing. All right, and guys. Giving up is not an option. That's right. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Till next time.